So it's like, why do you tune into my podcast over somebody else's podcast? Uh, can't be spoken at. Who knows why you would? I can't tell you why. I don't have an explanation as to why. Uh, I'm the only podcast that's giving you the dynamic between uh, colors and numbers and telling you that you should uh, think about ways in which you can translate numbers into colors. I'm telling you to translate numbers into colors. Another one of the episodes I got deleted was called Colors Numbers, and I was talking about uh, my ideas for thinking of numbers as languages and color numbers as a language and colors as a language, and then uh, what what it would look like or where you would begin to think about what it would mean to translate numbers into colors. So I'm the only one talking about the translation between numbers and colors, or I'm the only one making it a priority. And if I'm not the only one, I'm declaring myself to be the theorizer of relation, the primary theorizer of number-color relations. And uh, if anybody else wants to be that, uh, I challenge you to a fight. If there's anybody else starting to do that, uh, that wants to be the authority on number-color relations, uh, this is a public decree. I will fight you for that title, uh, but currently, currently, I'll just battle you virtually with words. If you're, if anybody else exists that wants to challenge, if anybody makes a podcast that's only about color number relations, like I'm gonna have a real fit about that. Uh, they better have already done it because if they didn't already do it, then. Uh, uh, well, there's not going to be a happy ending for whoever. Let's say, let's say that there's. Let's just say uh, there's not going to be a happy ending for anybody who did thinks that they can uh, talk about color number relations more than I can. Uh, but I figured, like, since that one got deleted, maybe before I talk about what I'm theorizing with the relationship between colors and numbers, I should just explain what I think about languages because that would help give some context to it like that's a better starting point uh, because pretty much like first of all I think that you should understand everything to be uh, language but like that kinda like people talk about that a lot it's just that they don't give uh, they don't give specifics a lot it's not like there's a lot of uh, really tangible discussions that anybody's having like examples that you can point to if somebody uh, of any dialogues between people or uh, discussions anybody's having about like that everything is a language but that's just kind of an idea that you hear peripherally that like thing just stuff are languages but like what I want to say first of all is that um, numbers is a language and colors is a language but they're, they're languages because they contain infinite elements but they contain uh, but any language contains infinite possible el elements like English the English language contains a finite number of elements which makes it different from the language of colors and the language of numbers uh, that makes it that makes it different from those it really does but like uh, so English or any spoken language like that English Spanish German it has a finite set of elements in it which are that it has a finite set of words meaning that 
everything that the language is spoken in can be contained by a dictionary where it like because a dictionary has an english dictionary has a beginning and an end and therefore and contains everything or is supposed to contain everything that's an english word and just by it having a beginning and an end that it is bookended uh shows that there's a finite number of english words uh because you can because that's what finite is exactly like the set of a set of finite things is bookended by a beginning and an end like uh and is defined to one thing like the set of the finite set of english words is defined to english because every every english word is common to uh english the language is relative to the language english so english contains it all and an english dictionary is the is like the practical functional uh thing is a functional thing created as to explain the finiteness of the english language or the relative relativity of every english word to english but like any english word like like refrigerator or oil <laughs> or uh or um dolphin or speakeasy or uh tangerine for example, like all of those are reflections of the English language. Like they they convey English, but in, they convey an English that's specific to them. Like it's a kind of flavor of English. Is each each definition, each defined thing, is a certain flavor of English and represents English in its own particular way. But they're all relative to English. It's just their depiction of English. A tangerine's depiction of the English language is that it is a tangerine specifically, but it's that specific flavor as separated from all other flavors, including, but you would say, you would say the same thing about things that aren't already like flavors. Like I, that's a, that's a, to a true an example to flavors specifically like you'd say that about a stop sign like a stop sign is a is a sign is technically the noun and then stop as an adjective is uh specifying the specifying the noun the group it's like a stop sign is a specific noun a stop sign is a noun too even though sign is the noun and stop is the, is an adjective describing it like there's lots of different signs like in the same way that there's lots of different kinds of elephants, there's lots of different kinds of street signs. So uh, what I'm talking about right now, like I'm going into a separate argument uh, off of my main argument about languages, which is that uh, every everything that's a street sign is a noun by its specific name, even though its specific name designates it, even though like an adjective designates its specific name, the adjective included in stop sign, the word stop is designating the noun stop sign because it's only stop signs that are included this in the set of stop signs. So there's a finite number of stop signs. Uh, just like there's a finite number of crosswalk signs or speed limit signs, they're all, but like, I'm saying a speed limit sign is a noun because it is a specific group that's designated. Like, and really my main argument there, I'm just arguing that adjectives themselves are never, ne it's not, like the ultimate truth is nouns over adjectives, meaning that you don't technically need to recognize adjectives ever adjectives are just 
ways that we separate nouns more specifically and that you have the term speed limit sign uh that's a sign like every everything that's a sign is included in the set of all signs which like sign is a noun and includes everything that's a sign speed limit sign is a noun and includes only everything that's a speed limit sign but don't be don't be confused by that speed limit like speed and limit or just the phrase speed limit is an adjective to that uh, because the adjective is there just to separate a different noun and ultimately that's what all that's what all adjectives would do and so you don't technically need adjectives like noun is a more uh, is, is a idea of higher intelligence than adjective and incorporates all adjectives uh, but like we use adjectives we use the term the description for it for us to see how like an adjective relates to a noun and that sort of thing but that's like a that's some more that's really something i would talk about all on its own because what I, what i would need to do to fully argue that adjectives aren't necessary is that i would have to look at the most the most comprehensive of adjectives and explain that it's true like to prove that it's true for even the most comprehensive of adjectives which are a an and the like uh to say that the isn't necessary would be the farthest would be what i would need to explain to be true in order to explain that argument to be true uh but that that requires a whole different that requires a whole different uh logical establishment that would take the time of another episode right now i'm just talking about languages and that like every street sign is i'm saying that every noun even though designated by any series of adjectives is just a more specific noun like that you have oil but then you take it you say that it's yellow uh vegetable oil if you say that then you're specifying of a yellow vegetable oil out of oils but that's just a noun uh that you haven't created into a noun yet linguistically like uh yellow vegetable can just be smashed into the word oil so there so that there aren't spaces between yellow vegetable and oil and then what you have is one word yellow vegetable oil and that's all of a sudden a noun but as long as there's spaces between them then you're just saying that those are descriptive words but any descriptive word is just uh specifying a subgroup out of a larger group like specifying a subset so adjectives only ever describe nouns technically speaking is what i'm saying and uh like but i'm saying each noun like light switch or uh table desk computer chair each of those nouns are specified flavors of the english language but the thing common to all of them is english uh and then english is represented in everything that's an english word that falls under the jurisdiction the authority of the language english or is like uh in intersectional to the title like intersectional in that anything that is english can represent english or is or is incident on uh is coincident with the within coincident with the authority of english coincident um and coincidence incidents 
but I'm saying numbers is a language and colors is a language, but like anything, everything is a language. Like flavor is a language like that you discern different flavors with your tongue is a language that everything has a different flavor like is a language but like everything any integrated noun like a stove or a plant like a lilac bush or a, or a raspberry bush like raspberries versus poison ivy they both have different tastes they give off different tastes but that's almost like a pre prerequisite to them existing is that they give off like slightly different tastes than everything else but like that you comprehend through infinite possible different tastes is the language of taste that you comprehend through infinite words is infinite english words is that is the language english that you comprehend through infinite german words is the language germany or aliman but Ger german language aliman according to spanish like german and spanish is aliman i think aliman in spanish that's what german is um and japanese and spanish is japon J no japan and spanish is japon uh and so that's you get that for free that japan and spanish is japon and so that's another reason why you listen to this podcast because japon comes to you uh, if you didn't know before but you might have already known that um but okay so i said that english has a finite set of words and that's uh depicted in the real world by the dictionary like the dictionary is a practical example that shows you that um, but what I'm saying, I'm saying that English is a language because it has infinite possible words. Like there's infinite ideas that you can create within English that just haven't been created yet. And really the expanse of the expanse of your developing culture into the future represents your potential for different ideas that can be created into the future that are different definitions. Because when a new thing is invented, like the light bulb, the you then once that's invented it exists in the world as a light bulb it takes the shape of a light bulb and fits that definition like uh intuitively and fits the definition the shape of it practically in real life but that's a new invention it comes into the world that's new that's an idea that was created out of what out of um something that didn't exist as a specific defined idea before and so somebody put borders around an idea and it manifested itself in reality and that's a common or that's common to my podcast i explain that that's like common to my logical setup of things i explain that that a lot but like that 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 an idea as manifest in the world is the same thing as it gaining the status of borders in like a dictionary that gains the status of being a defined word or defined idea but it becomes defined because it gets borders because the borders of it are its definition but i'm saying there are infinite because you draw out of an infinite potential of ideas like you technically going forward any one thing can be created and you can merge any two ideas like you can look back and see that there's like as far as things that fly in the air you have like hot air balloons blimps and airplanes but like nobody invented uh Nobody invented a 50% mix of hot air balloons and 
airplanes yet or anything like that or like a 25 something that's 25 percent a zeppelin and 75 percent a um warship like nobody made that like there's infinite ideas that you can create it's just that the ones that the ones that do get created are most often because people create them because they think that it will occupy a space for in the world that it's like the value of its function can be utilized really well like people think that there's a void in our functional capacity that needs to be filled and so they invent something in order to fill it in order to try to be successful at filling the void but you can profit off of filling filling the voids of our functional capacity uh where the like voids that were previously voids and you can fill those voids by creating points of reference and once there's a point of reference there's no longer a void (laughs) so but uh forget that i said that because that's probably just getting too abstract about what i'm talking about i'm saying that english has the potential to create infinite words the same way in the exact same way that numbers has the potential to create infinite numbers it's just that infinite numbers you already understand but that's because that's because of the properties of the language numbers make it so that you understand uh a little bit already about how numbers are at infinity or how they go to infinity but in reality it's no different you know a finite number of numbers the same way you know you know a finite number of words like english words because because the numbers the amount of numbers that you've encountered during the course of your entire life is a finite set of numbers like that you've ever used in dealing with math or just speaking to people that you've ever encountered in any way like numbers that you've ever used to communicate that's a finite set of numbers because you haven't interacted with all zero to infinity numbers that have ever existed and in fact the entire world as a whole has not interacted with in like every one person's total interactions of all total numbers they haven't encountered all zero to infinity numbers because there's infinite of them. In fact, they've only encountered a very, very small portion of the infinite numbers they could have encountered. Like the entire world has not encountered nearly close to the infinite numbers that there are, or the infinite where each number is an element of the language numbers. But like in but that's the same thing as there's infinite english ideas that we haven't encountered in any way that we haven't given any any voice to like nobody has ever probably it's probably true that nobody has ever stopped to consider the number like 523 quadrillion 361 trillion 299 billion 167 million six hundred forty one thousand three hundred ninety eight uh but i just now encountered that and now that's part of our that's part of our language as far as numbers are concerned because the idea of that number was communicated at least in at least in some regard but there's all kinds of like ideas like there's all kinds of ideas in english that exist currently in some ethereal idea existence that we haven't considered them out of the ethereal existence to give them borders and make them an idea 
definable in reality. And that's the same thing that that number I said existed as. It existed ethereally until it was called out and now exists in some capacity outside of an ethereal existence. You know, it exists in a spoken way. It exists external to me. It exists external to anybody that could authorize or create it you know because and now it exists in reality and like once you once you create something if you create a brand new idea once it exists in reality it is no longer up to the definition of the person who is putting forth the idea because uh, and it's now up to the definition of everybody else in the world who hears about the idea so like when like when Steve Jobs invented the iPhone he had that idea in his mind uh, before he had that idea in his mind even though there's like phones there's cell phones that existed already it's just like there's nothing that did what the iPhone did so the iPhone is a new idea that adds to pre-existing ideas which is pretty much what all ideas already are they just integrate uh, different characteristics in order to be a new fully formed idea and like the more successful you are at integrating previously existing ideas into something that is useful to people is the more successful your product or your invention will be like the more that and the more that people need to use it like the more that it is popular relative to every single other person that every other that more people can see themselves in it and understand its value is the more successful your product will be at gaining popularity is the more that like people no, the, just the more that its function is actually what's needed in the world it's necessary the more necessary your function but like the iphone once it was invented brought into existence a reality the this new necessity which was the iphone but like the iphone exists at a higher level of necessity than other inventions that have ever been invented but it is a new level of necessity that's created as the integration of other necessary characteristics it's just like but uh i'm saying steve jobs created the iphone he's like the author the creator of it i know there's more than just him that like it went into the production the the whatever the mass production and the send-off of the iphone was more than just steve jobs but we'll just credit him as being the creator of it so he authorized it but if he never shared that with the world it would have just existed in his head and would have been defined uh it would have just been defined by him until but he shared it with the world and therefore the world had the opportunity to define the iphone from their own individual perspectives and uh take to the iphone and as it turns out they are the world was accepting of the invention that he presented and accepting like in a very uh popular way which is not true of pretty much any other invention like most inventions get rejected by the world but like the iphone is a transcendent invention that the rest of the world knew was a necessary function but like but like it's just like but like um oh languages i'm trying to explain why there's a finite number of english words but like there are still infinite 
There's infinite potential English words the same way, because there's infinite numbers is what I'm saying, but we only recognize a finite number of them is essentially what I'm saying. The same way with Spanish words. There's infinite Spanish words, but we only recognize a finite number of them. As many as you can recognize is like the full capacity of the human imagination, which you might argue is lim only limited, can only produce a finite like even at its full capacity can only produce a finite number of ideas and like that's that's probably true it's just that you going forward you wouldn't be able to define the exact ideas that it will end up producing and so therefore it has the potential to create all this stuff and like looking back you can see that it has already skipped over uh like making something that's half a zeppelin and half a u.s navy ship like it's already like humanity has already decided that that function isn't necessary and so like no word has been created to define that idea but that idea has is yet to be represented in reality so so it's like numbers there's a finite set of numbers but pretty much what i'm saying about language is why everything is a language is because everything is infinite like in a similar way that infinity is translated to every language like what's common about every language is that it has the capacity for infinite elements like there's infinite numbers you already see that there's infinite numbers and there's infinite shades of color uh but like the way that you would comprehensively represent infinity for any one language is like on a spectrum but because a spectrum communicates infinity within a space of one already so like for colors the language of colors you can see how it's contained by the beginning and end of the visible spectrum and that it contains infinite elements you can do the same thing with numbers uh it's just that we typically comprehend numbers as starting with zero and we comprehend it at more of a finite more of a finite level but like uh that there's infinite that there's infinite languages i'm saying that there's not just infinite words in every language but there's also infinite languages meaning that any one element like the number five i'm saying like the number five is not just one element out of infinite elements in the language numbers like the number five there are there's also infinite languages meaning that the number five can be translated into infinite different languages so it's kind of like you'd have to you would represent that on an xy plane really where the x-axis is you is every considerable element in a language and the y-axis is every language so that when you consider the point three on the y-axis which is three vertical units up and like the point one on an x-axis so the point three one which is three vertical units up and one horizontal unit over to the to the right um you're considering something like the third translation of the idea one but um i'm saying that numbers gives you a reference point for categorizing any language as having infinite elements so but like because you're using numbers then you and like numbers is the most com comprehensive way of saying there are infinite elements in a language meaning that like uh like there's infinite elements in the english language and infinite elements in the german language but like the, the word good day in or the term good day in um, 
English is good day and in German is guten Tag. Like guten Tag is a is the second translation of the idea good day. If you're saying that your base translation is the English language and then you're like your number one your first translation off of that is uh, is German. But what so like what I'm proposing is a plane where there's like in like an infinite plane where infinite on the x-axis is just words in a language and infinite on the y-axis is languages or like different languages that that word can appear in. But more so than that, I'm saying that like a stove is a language like a stove is a language besides that it's a noun like a stove communicates what a stove communicates. Like, what does a stove communicate? The idea of a stove, it speaks that, and it exists over a timeline. A stove does. It exists in time, across time, across multiple positions. But there's there is multiple positions based on that there are many manifestations of a stove. But a stove communicates everything that a stove does, and it does that by there being nuanced definitions of a stove, that stoves take different forms, is like the entire communication of the idea stove. But I'm saying a stove is a language, besides that it's a noun. In the sense that it's a language, it's like a verb. Uh, like a stove is a verb, is what I'm saying. Like a verb, but so now what I'm saying is that I am just making shit up, is probably what that sounds like to you. But, um... What I'm saying is like a verb is, like a stove is something like a noun verb the same way it's like a particle wave, like it exists through time and exists through space, but like it exists, that it exists through time or it exists as a verb is that it uh, has, it communicates lots of different things about a stove, like it communicates things, it actualizes itself, it presents itself in reality. That it presents itself in reality is that it is a verb, even though it doesn't move anywhere. Like technically, but technically it is moving all the time because the Earth is rotating. But like it, through time, like the like the spinning the Earth revolving around the Sun is kind of a reflect is a reflection of the in inevitable transpiration of time, and that everything is moving on the Earth through space is kind of like that it's moving through time and in a time relative to the revolutions of all other moving bodies um but like the, like a stove i'm saying a stove is a language like everything is a like a stove is both an element in a language and it is to be translated into infinite languages but uh uh meaning that it is both a noun and it is a verb but like that it's a verb kind of speaks to like I'm even working this idea out as I'm saying it that it's a verb speaks to that it has multiple positions as opposed to just one but like that it gets reflected in multiple ways and has a lifespan uh, over which people have to engage in its reality is that the stove has a language that you speak through that you speak through the stove that you speak through the stove means that you're relative like everybody in america is relative to a stove because as long as they have encountered a stove and had to speak about it and interacted with it with its reality like the reality that we live in now is inextricably one that has stoves in it and so we live in the context of stoves while living in the context of all these other different things and like that we live in the context of stoves is that the language of stoves is being spoken uh 
like uh, to some degree. It's just that like obviously stoves aren't sentient and can't speak in words. But that's what I'm saying is that like you don't limit the idea of language to words uh, because language is anything. Like language is colors, but like colors are words just that you haven't defined the specifics of like every if you defined infinite colors you would have infinite words it's just that you haven't and so therefore there's just an infinity of colors uh waiting to be defined that you haven't defined but at the point that you specify a color meaning that you uh define wavelengths of existing colors to make a new color or you just like you just define a new shade of color somehow whatever way that they do that uh, then you define a new title for it, and you express a uh, new, new like subspectrum of colors off of, uh, off of the existing spectrum of colors. Like you specify a color out of existing colors, so that you have a new color. But like at the point you have a new color, you have a new name. But that's just you defining a new color so that it exists in reality, as opposed to existing in unreality, in some ethereal idea, uh, as, uh, as. Uh, faded into and out of all kinds of other ideas that haven't been given borders but like you s you define a color you section off a color you give it a specific name but what i'm saying about language is that is that that's what language is it's just the potential to define an idea and therefore therefore it doesn't isn't isn't necessarily defining a word out of an idea space or in infinite space out of infinity because what I'm saying that you're defining ideas out of to give them borders in reality is infinity because infinity is uh, is what you don't know about and represents the entire space out of which you can create things because once you create something like it's inferred by creation that you create something new uh, from uh, and bring into reality something new that didn't exist before and the only way you bring into reality something that never existed in reality is that you take it out of unreality you take it out of a space like that you make something new at all means that unreality exists and that you can draw from it uh, like an artist in order to uh, paint a picture for other people like you can paint a picture for other people by uh, creating within an within an undefined space by trying to create borders in an undefined space but once you like successfully create borders is technically when the idea is represented in reality but you can do the same thing by just speaking your own language or saying your own words about things like you can uh you feel like oh that concert was really smog like you can create like whenever whenever we made the word lit like that's a new that filled a void somewhere so that now we have a point of reference called lit for which we can classify everything that's lit as being lit so you can have that word once it's created but somebody just had to speak that into existence meaning that they had to draw from an infinite un, they had to draw from something that was undefined and create something that was defined because the only place that you like how you start defining something is the you have to look to what is undefined and what is undefined is basically what is infinite because what's infinite is what's uh out of your uh, out of your ability to describe things because you can't describe what's infinite that's why you're just like one two three four and when you try to when you try to just name the highest number when you're competing with somebody you're just like oh like 
I've done it 30 times, I've done it 40 times, and then you're like, well, I've done it infinity times, because infinity is just the highest, like, it's just an incomprehensible number, but you don't even know how numbers transcend to infinity, like, when they exist as finite from your frame of reference. Like, you only know numbers to be finite, but yet there's a point at which they become unfinite, where they, because that's what infinite is, is not finite or not defined, but, like, it's literally just infinity is the not defined and you have to start with the not defined to create the defined or bring into the world the defined but the not defined i'm saying is something like what exists to you subjectively or exists in your mind or exists within like the potential of an individual or an individual society's ability to create things is like the undefined and you can draw from the infinite the not finite the not defined to create whatever you want but that there is an infinite represents that infinity can be created but anything that's like a language is anything that you define is just an element of a language but like when you understand that you can any idea is not just a word but an idea like then it is uh jesus then it is uh because words are more than just words they're ideas but because they're ideas they can be translated into infinite things because you're like you're not just because when you when whoever created the stove was getting at was getting at an idea of the stove and then they like created a point of reference and they're like oh here it is like they had to compromise on the ideal stove like they had to compromise on like they had to because the ideal stove uh, they would, they had to compromise on the ideal stove to present one example of a stove in reality that all stoves could then be created off of. Because before there were all the other stoves in the world, there was the first stove, and everything that was created after the first stove was manifested off of it and uh, representational of it because before the stove was created you had no point of reference for a stove and once a stove was created then every stove after that could use the original stove as a point of reference to build itself off of so like uh when you consider all the stoves that have been created they are derivatives of the original stove but like uh the person who first ex- uh, created the stove and brought the first stove into existence had to compromise on the ideal stove meaning all the infinite things that a stove could be in order to produce a single example of it and once that single example and so like all the collection of everything that could be called a stove is the ideal stove is everything that can be defined by the borders of the idea stove but that's infinite manifestations of stove and so um there's infinite stoves within the idea stove and like the ideal stove is uh intersectional to all of them and so like what's the archetypal stove it's something that that integrates every example of a stove that's ever been created um like but that's that's what language is that's the language of stove is every everything that can be a stove because it's not just one one stove doesn't represent one idea it represents an example of the idea stove but even stove when you consider its entire composition every manifestation of it that composes the ideal of stove like uh even that is like if you're to, if you were actually able to consider the borders of stove and what separates it from being a 
fridge or like a toaster oven, like thing appliances that are close in nature to it. Um, it's just that like you have borders that at some point it becomes a toaster oven and at some point the toaster oven becomes a stove, but you have certain borders that distinguish the set of stoves from the set of toaster ovens. But like toaster oven is its own ideal and has its own set of infinite toaster ovens or things that can be a toaster oven. And as long as new to new versions of the toaster oven are being created, it's as long as the idea is surviving and continues to be a reality that's engaged with by the reality surrounding it by like the, the the human reality by the world's reality so as long as the world's reality continues to accept new iterations of toaster ovens as the longer they're engaging with like the language of toaster ovens but the lo as longer that they're speaking it they're speaking in turn you speak in terms of toaster ovens as long as you speak new versions of it as long as you s there's new things to be spoken because what you do and create if somebody creates a new toaster oven a new version of it that didn't exist it's because they're trying to communicate something about themselves but they're about their ability to create things and they're about like their specific subjectivity and authorization of things like if somebody creates a new version of the toaster oven they're trying to speak something about themselves that they present that to the world they're speaking something about what they their subjectivity created so if somebody creates a new version of a toaster oven they're speaking in toaster ovens they're speaking themselves through the medium of a toaster oven but you can you can do that with anything that you create it's just that most people don't most people don't invent things at like uh most people don't invent invent things. They just speak through mediums uh, that they already know. But like that's that's perfectly fine. It's just that like if you do invent something new, you might be something who's more might be somebody who's more inclined to invent new things or speak yourself through original mediums, and therefore you would be more likely to invent new things or try to use the newest slang or speak in your own new words or wear clothes that are different from from everybody else. Speak in your own clothing your own actions your own body languages if you're more inclined to being artistic and original use your own mediums then you would speak in languages that are more specific to you but some people don't value that and just speak in uh whatever mediums are already presented to them that they don't they they're not inclined to speak much about their own originality is that they just kind of uh, use they just regurgitate what's already there and like there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that uh, that they just re-speak the mediums that they know are acceptable speaking mediums. But I'm just saying, like, somebody creates a new version of the to of the toaster oven that's somebody speaking something new into existence about themselves, besides that they're speaking, like, they're speaking through the medium of the, of the toaster oven, but that the toaster oven and the set of all toaster ovens exists is that people are using that as a language by which they communicate themselves, because that's what every noun is. It's something you communicate yourself by. You look around like if you especially if you just have your own apartment or your own place like you look around in it and the set of every noun like everything that's in there is exactly what you've accumulated in your lifetime up to that point and is exactly how you're representing yourself and is exactly like representative of your consciousness and your practical existence in the world is the set of everything in your apartment like it says something about you like the set of exactly what's in your fridge speaks to like what you deem as valuable as a way of i mean you're just putting stuff in your fridge for you to eat it yeah but like you still eat things that are specific to you you eat uh plants like that you find particular but like 
if you have a guitar in your apartment, that's because you, in part, communicate yourself through music, through guitars. You know, if you have a couch in your apartment, you, in part, communicate yourself through that you sit on couches because that's something you do also and like it's not it's not doesn't make you different from anybody anybody else like there's some things like TVs that everybody has but that just goes to show that there are functions that are more necessary and popular to everybody uh, that people don't really get the chance to individualize themselves through like a TV is a medium that people don't get the chance to individualize themselves through because everybody just has a TV. Like, that's just something that you use to say that you're a regular person the same way everybody else is. But there's some things that you're like, this is specific to me, like tattoos. You can communicate yourself through different tattoos, and, like, that's a medium that you use. But, like, tattoos is a language. Besides that, there are infinite tattoos that communicate, represent infinite different things. There are... Uh, like you can just put you can also put infinite tattoos on your body but that's not really what i'm saying i'm saying that like every one human is just a language each person is a language because they represent things they represent their one word out of the language humanity each human is an element of the language humanity like is a is an is an element out of it the same way every number is an element in the language numbers every human is an element in the language humanity and they representing they they are one thing specifically definably and that i would say that that's its objective existence but then they also represent uh they represent infinite things but like so you, but they represent, but they're, a, I'm saying that they're a language. A person is a language as long, and also is a, is a noun. But like a person's existence through time is something like their, their, the translation of them into every language. But their existence in space is like just that they are one element out of infinite, that they're one human out of infinite other possible humans. Because there's infinite humans that can be created too within the language humanity you know but like that you exist through time is that you are translated through time you know you're translated into infinite context in time is your existence through time is your existence as a verb or like as a as a language is that you continually move through time but like if you were able to see you move through time for your entire lifetime that would be the same thing as like watching a car pass or watching a velocity a velocity in action as opposed to a position in action like if you could see your existence through time it would be a velocity or like a language or like a translation into infinite languages as opposed to uh, one position which like one position is just uh, identified by one other person at one point in time you know but like you exist through time you exist something as like a velocity as opposed to as a position but your existence as a position is something like as a noun but as a velocity is like a verb because the velocity is the movement is communicated by verbs like the reason that we talk about that we use verbs as a medium to communicate movements is that we communicate time existences or time frames as opposed to single points in time which are positions or nouns is what I'm saying but like you are you as a person are a language because you communicate an infinite set of actions during your lifetime like a person is a language besides that they are one human out of infinite humans as a noun they're also a language meaning that they communicate a set of actions specific to them that they're a language that you that a person like like uh, Selma Hayek she's a she's a language that she's one language as differentiated from all other languages or that she's like a human 
with a name that's differentiated from all other human names, even though there's other Selma Hayek's, but she's the only, like, Selma Hayek that's lived her exact set of experiences, you know? But that she's a language differentiated from all other languages that are titled by humans um, is that she... Uh, is that she she's done a set of actions specific to her and the frequency of all, all of her actions is different from the frequencies from everybody else's actions because just consider sleeping alone she's probably slept a different number of hours than everybody else and frequented the action sleeping a different number of times than everybody else and therefore her frequencies of that action and all of her actions are a different set of frequencies and everybody else's actions she has she has a set of actions specific to her she has her own language she speaks her own language but you but people are different from stoves because they kind of like speak their own language but stoves are they only have a language because uh because they are uh whatever because they're just like manifested in reality as infinite different things like um but that's what I'm saying. I'm saying everything is a language, but like colors is a language. There's infinite colors. There's in, but they're languages because that you can see. Uh, I'm arguing that everything is a language only because it is relative to uh, infinity or relative to that there's infinite potential humans that can be created or there's infinite possible stoves that can be created. And so like you to consider one stove versus considering... Um, infinite stoves is like you considering space as opposed to time it's just that the time space existence happens uh at once like a stove is uh is like like a particle is a particle in a wave meaning it's there and not there but like for a stove to be for a stove to be there and not there you're considering its existence in uh with regard to zero and with regard to infinity or like finiteness and infinity or the two extremes nothing and everything where a stove is uh one thing between nothing and every since a stove is one thing it is between nothing and everything and it's a specific example of something between nothing and everything but that makes it a medium but it's a medium between the lower and higher of nothing and everything is what a stove is and so it, it exists between the two of them and therefore is representative of both nothing and everything and is at least some way uh, integrational of the two of them but that's what makes it a medium is that it is intersectional to nothing and everything but it exists between the two of them but the way but it's the same thing to say that it exists between finiteness and infiniteness but with the context of with from the from the perspective of nothingness or finiteness the stove exists in in space as one thing because nothing doesn't like nothing would see it as one thing but like from infinity's perspective, a stove is just uh, one thing out of infinite things. Like with regard to infinity, infinity sees it as one thing out of infinite possible things, and therefore is like uh, is the one thing that can not be represented by anything else that can be created. So like from infinity's perspective, it sees the stove as um. It's used the stove as one as like a negation or like a something that's taking up space as opposed to something that is a position in space like is what infinity sees it as because out of infinity it is taking up one space that can't be taken up by anything else so like at infinity it's kind of like uh it's it's 
it's like it's hard to see that it even exists according to infinity but infinity has to recognize it in a certain way is what i'm saying and infinity has to recognize the stove as a stove but like just the one thing that within infinity can't be recreated because it's already been created as a stove so like from infinity's perspective i'm saying that a stove is a medium but like from infinity's perspective or the per perspective that it's not there that it's not there or that it's a negation or that it takes up space as opposed to that it's positional in space is like it's uh, is the from the viewpoint of infinity but you would say that about any noun like a refrigerator takes up space but it's also there you also see that it's con it's constituting space meaning that it takes up space it's a negation of space but it's a position of space at the same time but that's because it's a medium between nothing and everything and it exists as something uh, but it's a but it's a position negation is any one thing that you create but a position negation is a medium between nothing and everything because it is a product an integration of the two of them but that's why it's a medium because it's a medium because it's a mediary it's halfway it's between them you know like a, like it's a me it's a medium that it, that it's a medium did any of that uh, make sense to you you should ask yourself uh, I'll have to review that to see if it was in any way comprehensive but i just wanted to talk about languages but like pretty much if i'm talking about languages it does involve this mania of uh, me really trying to explain the logic that one thing is different from another thing like like uh like a like an alligator like technically every one alligator is different from every other one alligator is something i would be arguing and the reason you can argue that is because your definition for an alligator is arbitrary uh in line with language like it's arbitrary because consider two alligators and consider that there are borders between states like you're allowed to and you're allowed to define animals differently based on regions like there's a there's like a there's certain like you're allowed to say like this is an Australian bat and that this is like a Malaysian bat you know you're allowed to do that even though they're both bats that designation doesn't have to exist but it's an arbitrary one created as reflective of the arbitrary borders created in around countries that humans have come to define arbitrarily in the world uh, in the same way that it's arbitrary where you draw the line between countries is that it's arbitrary like it's arbitrary where you draw the line between definitions so to speak so that if you have two different alligators like you can uh if you have two different alligators and uh you want to designate like south florida alligators and north florida alligators and you draw the line between north florida and south florida exactly halfway up the uh the coast like halfway up florida like the part of it that juts out you designate the line between south and north florida exactly halfway between it like um you can you can have two of the exact same alligator but just one of them is on either side of the border and you can call one of them a north florida alligator and the other one a south florida alligator if you wanted to now say two of them are both in the north florida alligator well then you can just draw a line between the two of them that like separates like like 70 percent east of east florida versus 30 percent like 
seventy percent of the remaining North Florida versus the thirty percent of North or the, the remaining North Florida. Like you can draw a line between two existing alligators geographically and that separates them so that they can be designated as two different regional alligators for any two alligators that you look at as next to each other. And if they're on top of each other, then you can draw a vertical. You can draw vertical territory lines that separate them. Besides that, those two alligators are different alligators and have a different set of characteristics, so to speak, and have done a different set of things. Eaten a different. They've eaten a different set of things that they've eaten during their life, and therefore are composed of different nutrients too. Like they're different alligators. Like any two. It's just like definitions are. The definitions I and part of what I'm saying in that everything is a language is that definitions are always arbitrary but they're always arbitrary because whoever created the definition originally uh was just drawing lines like drawing a circle somewhere to section off an idea in order to make that idea differentiated but in order for anything to exist in the world it has to be a differentiated idea that has a specific identity like specific borders but like the definition is arbitrary it's just dependent on but that you speak yourself through any medium is that you're just choosing a language with like with which to speak yourself through that you communicate what's meaningful and important to you you use certain words to do that but you use languages like everything is a you use languages to to speak but like it's not you don't you also don't have to draw the line at language anywhere you could arbitrarily put lines between every english word and say that they're all different languages technically speaking if you wanted to you would you could organize it that way if you wanted to because that the properties of language are such that they allow for they allow for a lot of uses of the term language like you can like it's arbitrary what you call a language in the same way it's arbitrary what you define something as so like you could you could separate like everything alphabetical in the English dictionary A to uh, A through M and separate all the A through M words from the words N through Z. And what you have is two different languages. If you want, you're like, oh, it's A through M language for English language versus N through Z English language, because those are technically two different languages. If you want to draw the line there, if you want to then you're like oh i only speak in a through m languages like you can it's just like that doesn't exist like that designation hasn't been created but you have the potential to create any idea the same way as like you have the potential to create any language but like uh maybe what i'm getting at is just the point at which a single a single thing is actually a language but like just uh, upon creating a definition i'm saying you're also creating a language but it's because you can you create something that has the potential to be designated as an entire language um but the more that you locally fixate on any one thing that you like locally fixate on a stove is the more that you have the potential to create within that language like if you were to fixate on that as a language if that was like your main point of reference in which you speak out of if you if you tend if you aim to speak everything through stoves then you're going to create you're going to speak through lots of different manifestations of stove but like depending on what your capacity is to speak things through like like you can use stoves as the easel on which you paint like 
if you communicated yourself through just different stoves. But like, there's this artist, semi-famous artist. I don't know how famous he was. I just happened upon an exhibit of all of his his paintings one time, uh, and I don't know his name, but he painted. Uh, he painted the same thing over and over and over again. He was famous for painting the same thing over and over. But what he painted was uh, chains around. Uh, like he painted instances in cities where there were a bunch of chains over like door 